she was fielding some criticism for essentially just being a tourist who came back from East Asia and said, I want to do a restaurant. I think we have to start, sort of like rethink about it. I agree that there's probably Asian. more nuance She's not to Asian, it than that, yeah. but it's this was not a situation in which she was canceled by anyone. She made that decision. But it was also Asian fusion, right? It wasn't like straight up Asian. It was, I believe. I don't know. The point being, I can understand how someone would be uncomfortable doing that. I'm not saying like in all cases that's it, but I could see how when you have those considerations you would feel less comfortable yeah but I missed that, that position poor Christ that was I do too they also had a really good coconut rice I loved I never had that they just had like some sort of like pork fluff on top of rice it was really good they also had a really killer brunch you came to brunch there once yeah they had good brunch <laughs> You said it like, like it was an accusation. Yes. Yes. Like, you, you had brunch there, madame. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Why Do We Watch This, the podcast where three chums watch a troubled movie, talk about what they liked, what they didn't like, and how they would fix it while enjoying a theme cocktail. This is a mini episode, so we'll be talking about what we'll be doing next, and then have a little little discuss discuss <laughs> afterwards. A discussy? Yeah, a little discussy afterwards. <laughs> um, I'm Brendan Drischler. I'm Chris Ravel. And I'm Lee Delahanty. And having just concluded our rom-com month of February, we are moving on to March. And it is fairly traditional for us, I guess, early in the year to do some sort of like a vaguely fantasy kind of movie. Mm -hmm. So as befitting that sort of thing, for our next full episode in two weeks, we will be doing the 1988 fantasy adventure movie, Willow, (laughs) directed by Little Ronnie Howard, uh, starring Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, Warwick Davis, and Jean Marsh. Little Ron Ron Howie? Little Ronnie Howard. Little Ron Ron Howie. Um... I remember watching this movie when I was young. I do not remember it very well, but I do know that this is a movie for many people of our relative age and generation really go to the mat for. Mm. I am bracing myself for something that doesn't hold up to that, but we'll see. You haven't seen it ever? No, I have, but it's been... I don't so remember it. I, I well. have no recollection of ever seeing this movie, but anytime I would mention as a kid, like if I like was like s- like saw a clip of it on TV or something, my mom would be like, Oh yeah, Willow, you saw Willow. And I was like, <laughs> I did? Like for like if I saw it, I would have been a child and have no recollection of it. So yeah. according if you had asked my mom, she would have said, Yes, you've seen Willow, couldn't tell you anything about it, yeah. except it's got Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. I was just like movie... so young or weren't paying attention. I mean, I'm sure I was, but it's such a weird thing to like if you saw something at it like as a three year old for your parent to be like, Oh yeah, don't you remember Willow? watching something when you were three like no <laughs> we put you as an infant in front of 101 Dalmatians you remember that I really had a self, a self, self uh, sense of self consciousness until I was 16 or object permanence yes still don't <laughs> Chris where'd you go I don't know <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, so as is our wand, we of course are going to have a theme cocktail for Willow, and the cocktail we'll be making is called Black Root Potion. Very simple. One ounce of gin, an ounce and a half of lemonade, 0.75 ounces of chilled indigo punch tea, which is a specific brand of tea you can Mm -hmm. find, and 0.25 ounces of Campari. Very straightforward. You're just going to mix everything in a shaker with ice, shake it up, and strain it into a coupe glass. That's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean... Should we tip early and say we've this is kind I've of the been, product of testing? Yeah, he's been playing <laughs> Listen, around with this. I can't have my precious gin and tonics, right? And I had to get creative, right? right. So I've been getting creative now. Yes. I, I 
This is like the Mach 4. I can't have anything sparkling. <laughs> yeah, I can't have anything sparkling, so no tonic. So Great. I liked... I mean... Yeah, it is a... It, it, it's... It's, it's going to be a good drink. I'm excited. Anyway, so as is our want, as I said, for the mini episode, we usually just find a topic to discuss, mm-hmm. and then we start discussing. So this was something that Lee had talked about, and so she kind of spearheaded uh, because... I'm not entirely sure what it is that we'll be doing for it, so mm-hmm. I wanted to open the floor up to Lee to have her guide us through the oral wallpaper that is this episode. Sure. So I, we, we've taught we, frequently in our episodes, we have um, a section uh, depending on what we're watching that might be dedicated to the score. Looking the to score. Looking to score. Which we've also done as a mini episode. Um, so. I was thinking recently, I think this, my examples, I think, are what sparked wanting to do this as a mini, Mm. Um, but I was listening, I listen to um, orchestral music in general a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was re-listening to some music from from something, I don't want to spoil what it is, I'll probably say it in about 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) 10 minutes? But I was thinking, like, man, I would love to, like shoot the shit about this and talk about what I love about it and how it like how how it's used in the medium mm-hmm. um, and I thought that might be a good topic of just like everyone present like samples of some of their favorite score from from and I didn't limit it to film I could say right. to film TV video game what have you um, and like I know talk about it in the context you know like play it so we can hear it and then like we'll talk about it you know how it works in the context of the scene it's in um how it might, how how other things that you might, as the owner of that, like, wh- how, like, you know, does it incorporate themes that we're not privy to that you've heard before, or, like, you know, and why, why what is so good about it, basically, and what you like about it. So that's kind of what I wanted mm-hmm. to do, um, in a nutshell. I can go first, if that helps guide. I think that would help. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll I'll ta- I'll do the the Destiny stuff first. Cause I think that's more straightforward. Um, <laughs> Destiny has really good music. Um, uh-huh. It's got Michael Salvatore's the I think is his name. I don't want to butcher it. Yes, Sorry. Michael Salvatore. I believe you mean Salvatore. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Marty Michelangelo Salvatore. On, depending on what is being there's, I'm sure there's like many different composers, but Mike, Michael Salvatore and, and Mark, Marty Donnell are two of the big ones. But um, D- Destiny Two is a game that I, I've played a decent amount of. Um, and it's the sequel to Destiny 1, so some of this stuff that I'm going to play you actually comes from, like, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'm just going to do the math real quick. Yeah, what checks Destiny out. 3? Destiny 2 minus Destiny 1. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. That makes sense, that makes sense. Um, so obviously, like, there are some... I've kind of talked about Destiny a little bit before, I think in the world-building episode, but... I mean, your basic plot line is like a Star Wars-y light versus dark. Yeah. Shenanigans. Natch. It's in space. There's a lot of different aliens. Some of them are in the light, some of them are in the dark, but... It's all. That's all it is. Aren't you like a dead person who's been resurrected by the good side? Guardians are yes. People that have died, they are arisen by like what are called ghosts, who are um, like they were. They're like they work for the traveler, who's like an entity of the light or whatever. Um, and so like yes, you you can't die basically. Is this You're a known special. traveler? <laughs> yes, a known traveler. All right, so he, he can turn in his paperwork. ID. Yeah, that's good. So he doesn't need to take his shoes off at the at the, the Ugh, security. Lucky bastard. Line. Yeah, but yeah, so. You, you, yeah, you're basically like an immortal. So there is, so that lead, leads good into the, the guardian theme, which I would like to introduce. There is like mm-hmm. a theme that is played like when you first are introduced as a guardian. And then it will, that theme will then be used a lot in other songs at key points during the song. So if I can find the bit that is relevant to. Hold on. 
Yeah, I look over just because yep. I'm curious. Is that, oh, okay, there's it's no just, video. This okay. is just a logo. I, I just wanted to see. There will be a video. Uh-huh. So it's that kind of what you're hearing is that like, da da And so is this like the main theme? It's the theme. There's the to say that there's. I would. It's closest you get to a main. Okay, theme. it's the one that recurs most frequently. Yeah, it okay. represents. It's the definitely like the theme that represents like you and your forces, like you, because you and your allies are, are pretty much all guardians. Mm -hmm. Some of you aren't necessarily guardians, but you're working. The guardians are kind of like Jedi. Um, the other theme I wanted to introduce was the darkness theme, which was something that came later in the game, mm -hmm. um, because. Initially, it was kind of like I don't actually know. This is where my lore is weak. Um, I'm a I'm a kind of a a, a moderate newbie with lore. <laughs> I mean, there's also it, the lore situation is sort of it's six dense. miles wide. <laughs> six like, feet deep. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but it it is it is dense with like names and, and shallow with like uh, depth. Like, yeah. With like you know significant. It comes down to good good light, bad dark. Right. Basically, um, so. But at some point, it was kind of revealed, like, that there is this, the opposing force has, like, a, another sentient entity that's, like, behind it. So mm -hmm. there's, like, the Traveler and the, the the light, and then there's, like, the darkness. And I think, I don't know when the Witness was, the, the Witness is the one that represents the darkness. I don't know when we first learned about the Witness, per se. I think it was kind of recently. But at some point, the darkness was introduced... I think with Shadowkeep, where they find, like, a... There's these, like... The Traveler is this, like, big orb spaceship thing. And the Darkness is, like, this big, black, spooky obsidian pyramid. That's what you get. Uh, and it's a much more different vibe that you get out of it, so... Yeah. Just kind of, like, deep synth. And that yeah. winding sound yeah. that kind of comes from that. <laughs> Yeah. This is just it. So you can see it's actually telling you in the video like where it's coming from right. because it has like mod been modified throughout content releases. But it's a lot of like yeah, it's quiet and it's like this sort of like menacing synth like with some horror yeah. strings thrown in. I like that. Yeah. So it's very, it's very ambient. Back to what I wanted to show that kind of can work in all of these. So Destiny 2 has this thing called raids, um, which are what MMOs typically have. They're, like, very long. They take, like, if you're good, they take two to three hours. If, if you're not, they could take five hours. You go in in groups of six, and you kind of have to work it out. And there's usually, like, four to six encounters. Some of them are like mobs, and you have to solve a puzzle. Some of them are just, like, you fight a big boss. Mm -hmm. But the boss is still, like... You can't hurt the boss until you do X, Y, Z thing in order to be able to hurt him. Um, and you have to learn that thing. Usually it's like, you have to communicate a lot. Like, in the Vow of the Disciple Array, which is what I'm going to show you, there's a lot of, like, there's a whole library of glyphs that are, like, pictures. And there's, mm -hmm. like, the Traveler's one. So you know what the Traveler is because he looks like a big dwarf. You know what the Darkness is because it looks like the Spooky Pyramid. And you have to come up with, you have to agree on, there are agreed upon terms generally in the community. Like, you call this Traveler, you call this Dark, you call this uh, dark Guardian, you call that Tower. Um, so that, because in the fight, at some point, someone's going to say Guardian, and then you're going to have to find the door with the Guardian symbol yeah. over it and do a thing that you need to do there. So, like, there's a lot of that kind of a thing happening. Um, so in the final fight, 
what I kind of wanted to showcase is I have like a video that's just um, somebody turned all of their sound effects down um, and their voice calms off and they just put the music up. Um, so you're going you can see the fight happening, um, but you're just hearing the music and you can kind of like see how the because like there's phases of the raid. So there's like the phase of like doing the puzzle thing to be able to damage the boss. And then there's getting up to where you can, like in this case, you start at the like, I can, I can, I'll, why don't I just talk through while it's happening? And like, so, so there's the darkness thing, right. right? So this is the fight has just started. This is like this guy is like a disciple of the witness. So he's mm -hmm. like the closest thing you've seen to the witness so far. He is the big spooky man. I think he's gonna show up at some point in the areas. Oh, I see. And in this phase, he's invincible. He's just fucking with you while he sends all these spooky dudes out. Um, and right now the music is just like this like ominous drums. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is like some people here are glowing and they have essence that they're collecting. And somebody, only some people can see the symbols that are, that are there. Which means they have to communicate with Yeah, and the people that are glowing have to, like, dump the essence into the right, like, there are, there are like, six buckets. And you can see that shield there, right? Mm -hmm. What they're doing every time they dump essence is that shield is shrinking. So they can start taking people out. Yeah, so they can get closer to, like, the, this is, like, basically his, like, secret weapon that he's been working on. This big, like, anvil thing in the mm -hmm. background. Ooh. It is good. It is good drums. It's good drumming. But yeah, so it'll take them like a couple minutes. It stands out particularly because I expect for looter shooters to just do no, some synth percussion and call it a day. So this is interesting. This game has always cared a lot about the music. I will show as a bonus. I will just play one of my fucking favorite themes of Destiny 2, which is from like a one-off pirate-themed dungeon they made, <laughs> which has a ridiculously good piece of score, but... Alright, they're almost... In the... I don't know if it's worth skipping, I think they're almost there. This guy's hanging back a lot, by the way, I don't know why he's doing that, per se, but... Maybe he's just trying to take the whole scene in. As you can see, most of his other friends are, like, ready to go. And like this guy is essentially his only job is to kill these little schmucks, which you would call ads. It's called like ad clear when it's like you don't have to do anything else. This is the best job. <laughs> Just shoot the shoot the dumb simple. enemies. And straightforward. Yeah. So now he's like going up to his tower, and they're about to have to follow him. And that's when the music is. Gonna, you're gonna see it shift into like it's getting more serious. So you see how like smooth it is too. Yeah. It's pretty good. Now we're back into a, the full horn section and yeah. the full orchestra. And so cool. now what they have to do is like another phase of bullshit where every time he like periodically like some part of his armor glows and they have to shoot it and they've destroyed that piece of armor. And meanwhile somebody is still collecting bits of garbage and they have to deposit it at one of those four corners. Mm. This is a very accurate description of the mechanics of this raid. I will hear no other. I think he is about to get it, the guy in the, that was filming.
So yeah, he ran he ran into that. That's how he gets like the essence. Now he has to deposit. Somebody else is telling him deposit the bear. He doesn't know he has to do it. He, somebody else has to like see it. It's a bit little. It's a bit delayed here. I think the the change, but you'll start to see like his a, an orb around him, which is somebody making. That means that he's damageable, and somebody's making his whole body a critical hit spot. Mm. And it, it's like a millisecond later the music shifts. Alright, it's about to do it. So this is the damage phase theme. And this is, you can hear the Guardian bit. Mm. Oh, I see. Which yeah. is kind of indicating the... It's turning in their direction. Yes. So I, I don't want to just... We don't have to see the whole thing, but I want to watch this until they get back down. Because you'll see, like, phase two, the music doesn't settle back down fully because now it's like... Hey, you have your time. It's like letting you know, like, you're not going to be able to do this forever. You're going to have to wrap this up. Right. And they're communicating that through music. Yeah. So yeah, basically as soon as, like, somebody shoots them and they're not seeing numbers, they're like, okay, get the fuck out, because he's invisible again and he's going to kill you. And they probably wrote that segment to be as long as the damage phase so that it could wrap up nicely. I imagine so. And now it's already starting to settle back. It's starting to settle back, but like, the second phase isn't just drums anymore. You'll hear it. Right. As soon as it like, actually starts, like, he's, he starts summoning guys again. See here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think it plays the darkness theme. Yes. Here it is. Plays that again. And then it, it keeps that sort of like... I think that what you can't hear is, is Relk is taunting the player when he does that. But yeah. Cool. The rest of it kind of proceeds very similarly. There's this bit at the end... I don't know if this is too late. There's what's called a last stand phase, where if you get his health down to this bar here, that second line, uh, it's called Last Stand, and you have basically 10 seconds to kill him or you die. I think it just, I think the music just hovers in that, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. See, it hovers in this spot now, because it's like, you can see this pervading darkness is going up. When it hits 10, they're gonna die. And they did it. Yay! But yeah. Not all bosses have like a last stand mechanic. I imagine scoring this must also be a unique challenge, just considering how it's not really under your control how long someone takes in something. Well, I would imagine you would just want something loopable, right? Which yeah. is sort of so what the, you have going But it's just, into I would it. figure that would be an opposition to having it sync up the way you want. So I guess I'm just saying I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think it's like you have something loopable and then you just also want it so that you, at various points you can layer in other motifs or themes as necessary as you're progressing on the plot. Mm. Which yeah. is why, like, it is just drums and percussion for, you know... A big part of the beginning, yeah. And so then you can start layering in various other themes on top of that, and you still have the drums playing underneath. It's not weird, but it makes it easy to segue into it. I think there are, um, like, there's bits in the song. Like you said, like I said, how there's, like, that... When it switches the damage phase, I think it happens at a moment where the music can't gracefully switch. And so it happens, like, a few beats later because it has to, like... Right, I would imagine that sometimes, like, logical 
timing comes second to how you can yeah. skillfully segue from one bit of music to the next. Yeah. Um, I can be quick. Yeah, cool. Or relatively so, at least. Um, so, I recently watched an extremely slow movie on Netflix that was nonetheless enjoyable called The Wonder, um, which is... It's good. You just really have to stick with it because it's kind of long. But it's uh, it's based on the Victorian uh, uh, phenomena of uh, starving girls, which was the idea that uh, they were so blessed by God that they were just subsisting on manna from heaven and didn't need earthly food. And it was based on one particular Welsh girl uh, who had this claim, and uh, they like had a a nun and a nurse watch her for eight hours at a time. Isn't man a bug excrement? Huh? Isn't man a bug excrement? I don't, I don't understand what you're talking used to mean like no the concept yeah. man yeah. from heaven it just right. means it's like some kind of unearthly right no but I mean isn't it, yeah no but like because like I know in the Bible manna and quail is a thing. No? I've not heard of okay. it as being bug excrement. And like that was what because it was like God provided this thing called manna, which means what is it? And it was thought that it might be some sort of excrement from a, an insect. Could be, but at least in the way that it's being invoked here, that's almost certainly not. So they're they not do. eating anything, and they're getting some sort of like photosynthesis from God. That's as Toby. Uh, uh, God, who's the short? Toby Jones. Thank you. Uh, he plays a, the town doctor who uh-huh. is willing to accept any kind of cockamamie, slightly possible theory. Just shouldn't uh, but let it, short people be doctors. I've a lot of it before. is a lot of it is just sort of about that phenomena and what could go into that. Uh, but it has like a very kind of meditative, strange music, almost like they edited uh, like whale song. <laughs> and uh, this there's like a very climactic, but I, I guess it's more of emotionally climactic. What you're seeing is really not that. Uh, big, but um, it had the song "Going to Live." Do you want? Do you have it, or do you want us to? I have it here. Okay. That's. I think that'll be okay. Yeah. So that's so, it's a lot of that. I'm sorry. So this is a song you said, mm-hmm. as in like there are lyrics to it, or it's oh a no, piece sorry, of music. it's just okay. music. Okay. Is that a per- is that a woman though? It sounds like a female. I believe I believe there is no voices in this. Really? Or if there are, they've been heavily modulated. Maybe that's it. I mean, I guess it could be an instrument. It's just I like that sounds it sounds like too a organic, right? But that's why I think it almost almost it's like a, it has a whale song quality that I kind of like, and I enjoy that it's sort of natural but mysterious sounding. Mm. Um, they deploy it very well. Uh, it tends to go with the general. There's like a slightly desaturated aesthetic um, that it kind of complements very well. There's a lot of contemplative shots of Florence Pugh trying to figure it all out <laughs> in the countryside. The wonders this movie is. The called? wonder. The movies you watch, man. Is it not? It's spelled like the. W-O-N-D-E-R. O-N-E-D-E-R, like the band from that thing you do. Exactly. What if it was that? It's the biopic about the fictional band from that thing you do. But it's essentially about, like, to what extent are people willing to... How far is someone willing to go to validate their belief in a story? And it's just really interesting the directions they take that in, and I think that's a very interesting plot concept to apply to this weird phenomena. Um, 
and yeah, just the music is all very, I'm going to play one more from there, um, is all just, it's very kind of swelling. Uh, Never heard of this concept before. The Starving Girl? Yeah. Fasting Girl. Fasting Girl. Yeah. Um, the, the real life story that they based it off of, um, it was found that, uh, the family was, had their ways of slipping her food. What? And, uh, and she, every, it's basically the phenomena that they're trying to capture here is not so much, uh, a girl potentially surviving without food. Mm -hmm. It's about, are these people really willing to let this girl die to validate their religious belief? So you said they're fl- the family, but the family was. But the- there are, but they're giving her food, so they're not in, willing in, to let her In the die. real life, that is, well, in the so real life. So this is like a fictional. So this is a fictional. Inspired by, like. Yes. Okay. And in reality, they submitted this girl to. So wait. So I'm sorry, but this is she's playing a real person, Florence Pugh. No. Okay. This is all just a fictionalized. Okay. It's just inspired by a real event. Okay. Um. And so, and they were fine with submitting their their girl under uh, uh, observation, which meant that she was absolutely not going to be able to receive food from them anymore. And yeah. in real life, she did die, uh, and because everyone would, cared that much about validating this story, um, it's also just like I appreciated that it it approached that issue without it being mm. like, isn't organized religion bad again? Um, but yeah, I I liked that music. It was it kind of helped uh, kind of immerse in this sense of mystery, uh, and I just love that weird oh, that we get in there. Like the... Yeah, who did the score? Great question, uh, Matthew Herbert. Is I don't his know name. Them. I don't know him either. Um, you when I looked him, him up, he... I've clicked him. I've already clicked him, man. Click what, it again. What's he got? What's Make he it got? bigger, smaller. What's he got? Let's see, done with other movies. I mean, I'm just curious. Anything you've ever heard of? There's not a lot of... It's a lot of, Oh, like, it's a lot. Of, so he's more of, like, a musician, yes. per se, than a film composer. Interesting. Well, I hope to hear more he's from He's an electronic soon. musician. Also known as Herbert he Dr. Rockets. He often takes sounds from everyday items to produce electronic music. Like an everyday whale. <laughs> an everyday whale. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of reminds me of a... Remember that kind of deep-cut CBV episode with Chasman and Sonny? Oh, ah! <laughs> Is the sound that... Lauren's character keeps making. Um, all right, so real quick, uh, just moving to the next one. Mutazone is uh, probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. What is this? Mutazione. Mutaz. Oh, mut. Okay. M U T A Z I O N E. You know what would be cooler? A movie about Jeff the Talking Mongoose. If we're going to talk about like an elaborate fraud perpetrated by a family. Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Yeah, fucking Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Um. But Mutazone That's is who I want to see. Basically, about you're going to visit your grandfather who's passing away on this island that he moved to many years ago, um, and this island was also the site of a comet uh, or like a rather a meteor crash some mm-hmm. years ago, and it massively mutated the flora, fauna, and residents. Oh no! Um, in no ways that are particularly visually gross, but you can definitely tell they don't. They, they're humanoid. I really thought you were going to say in no way that's visually interesting. Like, oh, it is. It's very interesting. <laughs> the flowers are just a little redder than you might normally encounter a flower. It's, it's, they're, they're not that cool. It's like the cows kind of look a little bit like triceratops. <laughs> um, that when did thing. this come out? 
2019. Okay. Um, but it's it's honestly like a much more emotional game than I was expecting, and it's a lot more slice of life than you'd expect from that concept. Grandfather's dead or dying? Did you dying. say dying? Okay. He's very sick. I see. Um, and most of the game is you just living out the day-night cycle of this place and going through the different situations. You can choose to get involved in people's stuff or not. Um, but most of the game is talking to people, getting to know them, trying to help them with their problems, and um, eventually learning to uh, help them move past their trauma via magical gardening. Because you can plant, you plant plants that make music, and the music creates a sort of emotion. Make their, yeah, get over their, dra- their trauma with plants. It's, it makes more sense in context. <laughs> no, it no, I, I, I'll believe you. I th- a lot of things don't just, like sound games, or just a lot of things sound dumb when you reduce them to like a blurb. You right. know, no, like, I scoff because like I was, I've just been watching another K drama that dropped like a Netflix style like all at once, and like it has that classic trope of like man has a trauma, right? That happened, and what. Uh, as soon as like it's like a trauma is can't touch woman because he had two bad dates. Two bad traumas. <laughs> two bad dates means and that's it. All women repulse him. <laughs> right. And so like <laughs> that's what, all it takes. What's the solution to his trauma? Meet one woman that is good. As soon as he meets woman that is good, trauma <laughs> resolved. Yeah. Ah. Not therapy. I don't know what the answer is, but I know the answer is not now, therapy. Now he can touch all women it's, and not throw up. It's definitely love of one good woman. But it is just like <laughs> not throw up. It, that's <laughs> how mental health works. It's like well, as soon as you find the cure, it's poof. It's yeah, exactly. It's instantaneous and you're your done. Trauma. Your illness. It's Done. Right. It's don't really seek professional help. You're good. It's Just sort don't of worry like about it. A lot of Ben Stiller movies where all of his Gen X angst is fixed by dating a younger woman. Um, anywho, I just wanted to play uh, just two bits. Um, Shave so and a haircut. This is this is the only song in the entire soundtrack, mm-hmm. and there are many songs. Do you have the composer again? Uh, the composer is Alessandro Coronas. Okay. Uh, but also did some work on some bits and pieces with someone named uh, Sylvia Morelli okay. as well. But it's mostly Alessandro Coronas. Um, so basically, there's a title theme, which I'm going to play for you shortly. Uh, but it's the only thing that actually has uh, lyrics in a language that exists. Um, in a language that exists. So everything Esperanto? else. Esperanto? So it's not Esperanto. No. Ugh. Are the other ones in Esperanto? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It's it, it was What's made by an, it was made by an Italian studio, so the first song is in Italian. Okay. Um So this this sound is comprises about half the music. Most of the daytime music mm-hmm. is this kind of pretty vibey sixties. It feels very like yeah of of the nineteen sixties pop era. Very much. Yeah. Um but it's it's this plays by the way over a scene of uh you're on the ferry heading to the island. Uh the credits are rolling, you're seeing a lot of very stylized ocean. Is this set in like fake Italy? It's not even set in Italy. It's just set on a fake island called Udazone. They don't even tell you what okay. country you're coming from or where you're going. Well, it's all... I will say that the composer said he's from Sardinia. Well, there you go. Maybe it's, Maybe it's Sardinia. fake Sardinia. Um, but I really like this song. Um, Who sings it? Do you know? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. As an aside... Having just played a game called Seven Days to End with You, which is like a puzzle where you have aphasia and you have you no knowledge of language, and the whole game is just like 
a woman is talking to you and all the words are garbled nonsense and you have to try to make some meaning out of anything mm-hmm. that she's saying. I'm really intrigued by that. And you only have seven days showing. to do it. What happens after seven days? No one knows, but the game is called <laughs> Seven Days to End With You, so you know there's seven days. Right. And the, the whole soundtrack for 99% of the game is a 20-second piano loop. Oh, my God. And it drove me. I was going to say, wouldn't that, like, melt your brain? Someone took the game was yeah. me just, like, staring at, like, three words <laughs> and then trying to, like, map out, like, where have I seen this word before? And, like... Is she saying death or forget? I don't know. <laughs> like, and then the looping music just makes you feel even more insane. The music is just going da, 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 like this pleasant, <laughs> like anodyne piano, and I'm like, this is not the vibe. <laughs> you also just need some variation. I feel like, or yeah, else no, you probably just, feel like you're in a trance. Yeah, I would. I would just yeah. If you if you play that game, uh, turn mute the music it. Consider off. muting. Turn yeah. the music off. Um, so. Throughout the game, depending on what time of day it is and where you're at, the music can change. Um, So what I'm about to play for you is specifically the music that is played by one specific character and her band. Um, So there's like a local cafe uh, that you can patronize uh, and they they usually have like a, a, a little like bit of live music at night. But this is a pretty good example of like in universe there's no voiced characters mm-hmm. so there's not even people necessarily speaking Italian. It's it's word bubbles and there is like sound to kind of represent their voice but... Simlish? N- honestly not even. It'll literally just be like for, for one person it's the sound it kind of sounds like maybe a pebble rolling around in a tin can. <laughs> Okay. Um, for other people, it makes kind of sound more like a brush. Okay. Um, but in this case, there are supposed to be words being sung, but it's it's nonsense. Uh, but I do like how it evokes a familiar thing with that anyway. Mm-hmm. That's like the second night they play. Mm-hmm. This is another one. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's called Riot Girls. <laughs> Wasn't that a whole genre? Yeah, yeah. Riot yeah. Girls. Anyway, I just. I get a kick out of. I get a kick out of how it is clearly in nonsense. Like, Mm. there are not identifiable lyrics, Mm. but I like that it's still effective in evoking something very familiar in an otherwise extremely unfamiliar place. That's better than Simlish Natalia. Yeah. (laughs) Although I will say, and this was the easiest follow of my entire life, on Instagram there's someone who does Simlish covers of popular music, (laughs) and it is really funny. Um, he just makes it up, right? There's no like way. I mean, there yes, are like there's, there's a, a dictionary. But there's like, a consistency. Yeah. Oh, really? There's yeah. a consistency to the to the gibberish. Oh, so if there's she she clearly is writing out the lyrics and deciding like, well, if I said cat is really baba, yeah. if cat happens again, I'm That's saying baba again. Yeah. yeah. And so it's there is like a, a level of craft happening that's yes, really fun to watch, nice. but it's also just really funny to hear gibberish <laughs> sung in a familiar tune. Because it always sounds, it's not even just that like it's weird, it sounds weird, like it always sounds like it feels like it makes your voice sound different when you yeah. speak it, when you hear someone speak it versus English. Because you're modulating the tone in a different way than you typically yeah. will. But my absolute favorite is she did a full cover of Fergalicious, the like, the Fergie <laughs> song, and 
I right before the breakdown, she just goes, Hibba Furby. <laughs> I, I, I know I say that to Paul all the time now. Hibba Furby. I've been getting nonstop. I don't know if there's like a thing going on around lately, but I've been getting nonstop on YouTube um, mashups of like, uh, I guess it's called a mashup, but it's like, it's like a song sung in the style of a different song. But it's apple bottom jeans, but like sung in a million different like. I forget which one I saved the other day. Oh, it was Africa. It was Toto. It was, she had those apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Oh my god, that one is really fucking stupid. Okay, so I do that in my head pretty often of just setting lyrics of one song to the general tune of another. Yeah. I need to find this. Well, there's a bunch That'll of them. Be fun. Once you Google one, you'll get a bunch more. I'm sure. There and then my dumb, algorithm will be fully completely. There was fully like shifted. Apple Stop Apple Jeans Believing or something was one of them. I think it was <laughs> Apple. Jeans. So yeah. Anyway, this, I don't it must be a thing going around lately on, yeah. on TikToks. So what's your music, Brenda? I have to go. It's 721. Okay. I told Rich I would be back around 730. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I th- thought we would be done by now. <laughs> Okay. All right. We'll just, we'll call it there. Yeah. So we should, we should close it out. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back in uh, two weeks with our full length episode. We'll be doing Willow. Come check us out then. Up until that point. Bye. Bye.